Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. Pergers, it's that time again. We've got our mask because it's almost our second favorite night of the year. It's almost Halloween, baby. We're talking season two, episode three, so stick around. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, with the buzz. That's right. Hit that siren. It's almost time. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> oh my god, we purging tonight. We're getting festive, y'all. Oh boy, that's right. <laughs> oh, it's almost Halloween. It feels right. We got the purge mess. We got the whole crew back for the first time this season. Oh, that's we right. Here. We're ready to talk about the purge, y'all. Uh, we're talking season two, episode three, blind spots. Oh God! I, see, I almost forgot. See, he's ready to purge, guys. Oh, almost forgot how this goes, y'all. My name is Ty Matthews. We're back with another episode. Let's go down the line to my left. You can find him right on this network. Fittingly enough, he's talking about this is us elsewhere. He's talking about inside the Black Actors Studio starting next week. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Danny Rice. What's good, everybody? It's great to be here. Let's go. Let's get it. (laughs) Moving on down the line, she's rocking the mask that is playing a pivotal role in this season. You can find her talking about My Hero Academia and, fittingly enough, how to get away with murder. Ladies and gentlemen, Jamie Gray. What's up, everybody? Mm, We're back. Of course. How are you feeling, Jamie? I'm feeling good, especially after this episode. Um, I I wasn't here last episode for Mm. episode two, Mm. but... I am amazed. I am so hype about this season. It is honestly 10 times better than season one. It's giving me what I want, and I have so much more to say about it, but I'm happy to be back. Oh, it's off to a hot start, and rounding out the crew, of course, last but not least, he'll be back with a very special segment later on this episode. You can find him also talking about My Hero Academia, as well as Total Divas, ladies and gentlemen, Ollie Dredden. What? <laughs> How fitting. The shade was thrown. <laughs> it's his shame song for you when he's purging. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that and I'm going to own that. Thank you very much for that sound effect. That was the <laughs> best sound effect ever. Oh my god. Damn, it's Ollie again. So much happening. Oh, the witching hour is upon us. We got tricks. We got treats. Let's talk. <laughs> what a treat say. About yeah. blind spots, y'all. Where do we start with this episode? Uh, first, first impressions. Let's oh go around. Gosh. First impressions of this episode. I uh, enjoyed it. Yeah, you like it. I that? really enjoyed it. I like where the season's going. Uh, I'm got predictions. I can't wait to that. Oh yeah. Um, and yeah, it was just it was an overall really good. 
um, well-rounded episode, and I love to see like Ben's character, what he's going through, and as May and Ryan, like it's just it's really nice how they're all connected. Absolutely, Jamie. What'd you think? It's it's overwhelming, but like in a good way. And I um, I was talking to you know of course my amazing panel earlier, just saying that. This show has, it's, it's pretty evergreen, you know? It, that's why it's lasted so long. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that with this series, like season one, I wasn't quite sure, you know, and they made it to a season two. I think it has so much potential, not just from this episode or this this season, you know, if they add celebrities, it could be like a law mm-hmm. and order where they have different topics and different perspectives, and it could really continue to last and last. Sure. But back to this episode, sorry. Great episode. I'm really um, loving just kind of the trauma and the the, uh, the triggerage that Ryan is going through, and then also... Um, I think it's with Ben, Michelle's hmm. husband, right? Yeah. He's going through so much wondering. Or Michelle's no, husband, Michelle. husband's Marcus. Marcus, Marcus. Yeah. thank Marcus. you. Yeah, yeah. Love my panel. Marcus, <laughs> who is going through so much with his wife. I mean, it's 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 so much there, which is why you have to stay tuned for our predictions. Mm-hmm. But honestly, right now, it's a lot of storylines. It's hard to kind of grasp it all, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, Ollie, yeah. what'd you think? Lots of moving parts, I totally agree. Mm. But I love that the, this is such a different season. We've never had like a movie or like, obviously, this is like the second season. Mm. Like, what happens after Purge? Like, it's so refreshing not to, like, be on Purge night. That's a good point. And it's, like, terrifying Mm -hmm. to really think about, like, those people who, like, what are those minds going through throughout the year, like, Mm. towards the next Purge? Like, it's terrifying. I wouldn't know who to trust throughout the year at all. And so... It's cool in this episode, particular. We saw like Michelle for we'll talk about her, but mm. she's going into like the counseling group, the therapy for everything, mm. all the trauma. <laughs> Jamie's like, I still don't trust her. Mm. Trauma air quotes for podcast listeners, sure, you know, as what we're, we're believed to think about, but yeah. But for people like Michelle who actually have gone through, but it just it's cool to see different people and how they're dealing with the aftermath of the purge. I right. think that's that's a great point. I think, yeah, one of the like you guys said, one of the one of the strongest points that this season is taking is like the far-reaching ramifications of the purge on the other 364 nights of the year. You know, this takes for all of the quote-unquote supposed good that it does America. It has so much. Um, it has such deep effects on people, on uh, you know, mentally, emotionally. There, you know, we're exploring themes of PTSD and support groups and and trauma and flashbacks and all these different things that that um, this series can explore on a deeper level than the movies kind of right. got to. Right. You know, with the movies, you sort of have to go with the gore and the right. violence right. and what's going to make a big box office. With the series, we can kind of it's a slower burn. We can explore these more emotional themes, and it adds re- reality to the to the issue because yeah. it's like it's not if we if purge actually did exist mm-hmm. we wouldn't just be like oh let's wait until next purge like there would be traumas there would be people like grieving right and going through all these stuff that we actually get to see these characters go through so i thoroughly enjoy it and yeah. yeah it's also uh, kind of like to piggyback off that it also shows everything that's going on behind closed doors mm-hmm. after the purge or maybe in open fields which we're talking about <laughs> right oh and, boy so yeah it's very interesting and I also, also want to shout out the chat Cassandra's in there nice. Peyton oh, Maine like, thank you guys for tuning in live yes. if you're not then it's totally fine leave a comment afterwards absolutely yeah. absolutely and, and Danny that's a great observation I feel like that's something I never really thought about but the series feels a lot more grounded in reality mm-hmm. than, than the movies do mm-hmm. the movies are, yeah. are awesome but they're these kind of larger than life almost you know, like um, caricatures on on a certain level right. of this event, but this it's it's like you said, it's it's a lot more 
what it's what it might be like if it were right. you know if Realistic, it really happened. Yeah. We saw um, Ollie and I. We talked about last week how it kind of it it affected so much of the Miranda rights. You know when when mm-hmm. Tommy gets arrested. Or the fact that that he's he's sentenced to death for this level R uh, infraction craziness, right? And yeah, let's let's start off with that. Let's start off. You know, the episode starts off. Tommy's getting led into the courtroom in chains. It's pretty cut and dry. You know, you can't argue with the hard evidence as as much as it is splitting hairs. You know, Mm -hmm. it's a fact's a fact. What do you guys think? I mean, it's it's pretty heavy, and I think that each start of the episode, um, of each episode has been something to really reel you in. When I'm hearing, you know, that he's having 365 days until he's going to be executed, mm-hmm. that just makes it 10 times more worse about the sentence, and that it doesn't even have to actually be a crime, like a like a felony where he's hurting someone. Right. So it, it just goes to show whether it's in this reality or our reality, justice is really not so. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's very. I mean, I think it was just incredibly harsh for like an inch. Uh, but there was a lot of talk of, um, about you know when reviews came out with this episode and stuff like that, just saying that the judicial system has not changed for people of color, and because of it was he was um, you know because Ortiz was a person of color, then level R became more you know uh, strenuous I guess mm-hmm. um, which I know it could be that's a good observation I guess, but I just think overall it's just. Uh, it's too much. It's really too much. Right. But I have a great prediction for that. So oh, there you go. <laughs> and I also, well, I also think uh, that's a very good point that you bring up. But maybe people don't do crime throughout the year normally, sure, because of the increased uh, repercussions of their actions of committing a crime. So I maybe not to. I'm not defending no <laughs> police brutality, no, sure. but right, right, right. maybe that's what that's another reason why everyone just does. Crimes on the Persian night, and it's so safe throughout. Quote, air quotes again. Drink every time I, I do the air quotes. Maybe that's why people generally don't do crimes because that's it, interesting. Because suffering the repercussions are ten times worse than it is for our universe. Yeah, I never yeah. thought about that because yeah. yeah, the whole the whole point of the purge in this whole universe is that it drops the crime level so drastically. Yeah. We never thought about the fact that it's it could just be because it's become this sort of almost totalitarian government mm-hmm. where something as simple as this will get you a death sentence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. And it, what I was what I was what I was surprised about is that I thought okay for sure the judicial system and and the police force are going to use purge night to to kill these these criminals. Right. Yeah. What I thought I thought they were going to be a little bit more vague about it. They were going to obscure it a little more like just kind of like oh it just so happens they let him go on purge night and then kill him. I didn't think that it was going to be built into a sentence mm-hmm. like all right you're going to wait for a year and on purge night you're done, you right. know. And it's like what think, kind of even purge like how is he going to go out? Think, exactly. Yeah, I think it's uh I think that's all um the you know the cops and all that they'd have their purges too mm-hmm. and I think they use inmates to do that and just kind of let out every and aggression and all that stuff right. people who from shoplifting to rape to murder whatever it may be I think that's the cops night too Right, exactly. And one thing that was interesting is that during this whole courtroom scene, we we find out that Tommy has the option of of putting himself up for auction during the purge. <laughs> if I'm if I'm understanding this right, he can put himself up for auction. Right. Whoever wins obviously gets to purge him, but then five percent of that money goes to his next of kin. That's so interesting. Five percent, so, yeah, exactly. That is so messed up. I'm so many Right. What if five percent? What if someone only bids like twenty bucks? That's <laughs> right. You never 
Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, like what? I don't know how the, their minds are, how bad they want to purge and right. what they're going to do, you know? Like, what are the, what are the stakes? So, wait, I, I still, like, what is, it doesn't make sense. Mm. So, you have, <laughs> so you can set yourself up for auction. That That's my... Get, that was my kind of understanding to of get it. sold on purge night. Yeah, because so either, you can get either killed way, by someone else besides the cops. Exactly. Either way, <laughs> he's gonna die on purge night. This is just a way for them to say like, okay, you can throw your family like gotcha. a little bit of money oh in the gosh. process, a little something. something. Yeah, exactly. Five percent, honestly. But this is where I'm just wondering like. Is he gonna snitch, or do they even care? Like, who else mm. was involved? Like, who's gonna be up for him? Because all these other people, I'm just wondering who had something to do with this. Right. Sure, you know, like as far as just the timing of it. Um, I just want to know how they came up with five percent. Right? How did they come up with that number? Well, and, and you gotta think that like the market is probably oversaturated at this point. Yeah. Like, if all of these crimes are punishable by death, there's gonna be so many people up for auction. Oh, Nobody's yeah. gonna be paying shit. Right. <laughs> That's true. So it's not gonna be much going to the Ortiz family. But hopefully, Esme grows a conscience between now and then. We'll get into that and and the uh, predictions. Um, mm-hmm. We we also over the course of this kind of subplot we keep jumping back and forth from the past to the present. Eight years ago, we see Ryan, we see Tommy, Sarah, Doug, everyone that's on the police force uh, during what I assume was kind of maybe like an early an early purge night. Uh, the timeline gets a little bit hazy here and there, so I'm not <laughs> totally sure. But eight years ago, I imagine it was a little bit you know um, one of the early ones. Yeah. Um, and that chief, she's giving. The whole speech, you know, don't go out on purge night. Definitely no uniforms. Avoid anyone you gave even so much as a parking ticket to. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. L.A. parking ticket. Yeah, exactly. Parking, parking enforcement, stay home. Because <laughs> it would be uh, rough. <laughs> but, then, but then Ryan, he's he's kind of using this as a chance to, to deal out his own vigilante justice. You know, there's this drug lord named Caruso. He's, he's responsible for all of these deaths, all of this drug activity in the city. Right. So Ryan's like, hey, hey, how about we use this, you know, as a benefit, you know, to get rid of him. And then, of course, as we see, Caruso's not the only one on the take. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think of this? It's a lot. I just, and that's why, that's why it, it makes it unfair. But again, there's no justice in this. Of so. course. The NFFA's everywhere. They've got their hands in everything. They've got their hands in everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, Ryan, Ryan's my favorite character. Like, he's a badass. He's yeah? Just, okay. Yeah. He, and, like, he just has eyes and ears all, all around. Like, they have it on him, but he also is very aware right? of his... Like, he's just a trained... He's trained killer. Like, it's... Yeah. So, I'm happy... I'm excited to see where his character is going to lead to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I like that... You, I think last week he brought up that he's kind of like that Robin Hood character. Mm-hmm. Who yeah. steals from, right. uh, I guess... NFFA? Right. <laughs> right. To give to his... Give back, his family and his right. mom, yeah. who's dealing with dementia or the all, mm-hmm. Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. And um, I also was kind of... Did anyone else feel like he was, like, Talking like Batman, like his voice was like. That's what I get. Batman. I get a very vigilante uh, uh, feeling. Yeah. I'm Ryan. <laughs> steal from the NFA. NFA. This I can't enough. say it. Right. But, but right, his voice was just so raspy. This yeah. is enough. That's like, me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know who you are. I'm glad I wasn't the only one. Thinking no, that. no, <laughs> yeah, I definitely get that. <laughs> I wonder if we're gonna see that blonde lady again. She's kind of scared me. You gotta think She's for sure. Her Spooking me out. He's gotta go. <laughs> be, yeah, it's she, always the bosses, right? <laughs> always. always. 
Yeah, in the, in the world <laughs> of the purge, yeah, you never trust your mom. <laughs> ever, no matter what. Oh, never. Um, but I love, there were these little things that, that show that the NFFA is everywhere. The fact that at one point there's a close-up of a license plate, and even the license plate says, A Nation Reborn. It's become this, like, commodity, so this crazy. kind of, like, the slogan that everyone just kind of throws out, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, because everyone thinks that it does so much good. Uh, but yeah, so uh, I can we think got... of a slogan like that. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, so you know we've got this whole standoff. Ryan and Esme's subplots sort of kind of like bleed into each other, mm-hmm. uh, which also kind of bleeds into Marcus's because mm-hmm. she's calling Darren and. Everything is all interwoven and interconnected. Uh, Ryan calls a meeting at this bar with Doug and Sarah to kind of talk about what he's found. He's been kind of tracking these armored trucks over to this air tr- airstrip by Overton. Finds out that the banks actually keep their money in the air mm-hmm. at all times. Which is genius. Which is like, <laughs> yeah. what a way to raise the stakes. I mean, yeah. you know? yeah. Literally raise the stakes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Imagine purging the sky, though. That's like, so smart, though, yeah. You like, know no we're limit. getting a heist in the air. Right. We'll get into that prediction. This is right. Mission Impossible now. Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. But uh, Sarah and Doug don't want any part of it. They don't want, you know, it's it's too risky. You know, they, they already risked enough for what was basically pennies and what got Tommy a death sentence. So, of course, they don't want any part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, Esme's listening in. Uh, what did you guys think about this kind of this scene and this kind of convergence of these plots? Hmm. hmm. Of, of of Esme looking at the videotape and talking to of her kind of like tracking Ryan and her eavesdropping on this conversation in the bar as he's calling this meeting. Right. And then he's like calling her out on it. Yeah. Right. I mean, at the same time, she's doing her job too. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really know what her obsession is with him per se versus right. with the um of uh, the, the lady who, I guess, saved her life. Drew. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's it makes me kind of almost suspicious of her, too. Right. Because when you have that much power to see over everything, and right now we don't really know what her space is. If she's victim, if, is she, you know, guilty? Mm. We don't know. Kind of like with um, with uh, with our character from last season, starts with a J. I already forgot it. Jenna. 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 No, Jane. No, no, Jane. Jane. And we didn't know if we could trust her or not, too. And she was kind of in that world, too. Right. I don't know. She almost seems too innocent right now, so I'm a little skeptical. Right. I think what I got from from that part of of Esme that we're following is that I feel like this is kind of the last bit of her like just being a good employee and doing her mm-hmm. job. You know, mm-hmm. she's I think she's only investigating Ryan because like she said he's so good at hiding, you right. know. He had That's that something. Yeah, he had those like goggles in the first episode that obscured everyone's faces. He's able to find out exactly where he needs to be to have his face obscured. Uh, mm-hmm. So that makes him suspicious. I feel like this is like the last bit of her doing NFFA work before she finally, you know, goes maybe rogue. goes like full vigilante. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. she. I don't know. I think she. Um, she's what what drives her is finding out who killed Doctor Drew. Mm-hmm. But right. I believe she's going to use NFFA to her advantage, right? Um, to find this all this stuff out. However, I don't trust her coworker. Me Because she, yeah, the redhead. She, she's like all over. She keeps tabs on her, and oh, I know she's talking point. to somebody. I know. I don't trust her. At first, I was thinking on this conversation, maybe uh, Esme is going to go like double agent, but then Vivian mm. might be the double agent as you bring yeah. her. Yeah. Right. I don't trust her. Don't trust right? the redhead. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> In the purge, <laughs> wasn't it? Who was the last? Not Jenna. Jenna was a redhead. What was her girlfriend's name? 
She's a redhead. It's tough. It's tough when there's Bosses all brand new characters no. in the season. And assistants, because right. even with um, Jane's right. assistant last time, and then, then uh, right. she killed oh, the dude because right. he was like because like, he didn't <laughs> want her, you know. And but at the same time, I almost don't want the season this year to have that similar plot right, line. No, yeah. I needed to have a little bit of a switch. So right. um, I don't know. I don't trust either of them. And then even <laughs> with uh, Miss Drew and that that uh, surveillance footage, we don't know who those men were that were shooting no. her yet. Yeah. Right. They yeah. could also be part of Ryan's crew. We don't right. know or. Yes. Or may- maybe Drew was taken out this predictions for a good reason. You know, oh, maybe she's not as good as, as May thinks. That's a that's everyone a, idolizes when everyone like idolizes a. Per- I know this is prediction. I'm so sorry. no, but that's, that's I love it's it. hard not to talk about predictions. I, I try to think of why I would think that, but that's a something that you I never know. About. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about what exactly those brain scans were. You know, mm. we see that that meeting between Esme and Darren, Marcus's son. Uh, in the, in that cafe, and of course, when he finds out that she works for NFFA, he wants nothing to do with it. He's out of there. She reassures him. You know, she's just trying to find out why uh, Professor Adams was killed. Uh, but we get these. We see these these brain scans. Darren says he didn't know that she. What did he say? He didn't know that she had any active any other active trials going on. Mm-hmm. We know that she's investigating kind of the 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 violent effects that the purge might have on people's brains. Um, it's it's so hard not to get into right. It's really right. now. What what I'm thinking is is um, do we think it's it's boring a little bit? Like she's she's close to a breakthrough. Yes. you know, like and like maybe Darren was like maybe she was Darren's mentor or something like that, and that's why he's got such a stake in this beyond her just being his professor. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm not I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like she was figuring something out. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe there is a heightened of mental illness because of the purge having an effect on people. Sure. Mm-hmm. So I think she was on to something. And NFFA got okay prediction. Sorry, right? Uh, <laughs> we'll get into that. We're gonna have a, lo- a loaded prediction section yes. later on in this episode. Um, I guess yeah. I mean that's kind of we we sort of covered both Esme and Ryan. Yeah. That was kind of yeah like. All one subplot that sort of converged. So let's talk a little bit about Ben, about oh, Ben goodness. and his his journey, his goodness. kind of descent. Um, we start out. He's strawberries, he's, Ben. He's strawberries. trying to trying to have sex with Kellen. Not quite working. He's, he keeps having these flashbacks, these moments. Not even looking at the poor girl. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. He was trying to give her the D, but he all he all he had to deal with was PTSD, and I just felt so bad for him. I was I was I was worried that yeah. you know his story arc would somehow merge like sex with violence. Uh, I'm glad that's not going in yeah. that way because right. that would have been right. really hard to watch. Yeah, but I will say that it's just an interesting take because I don't know if I should sympathize with this character because he seems like he's just on a downward spiral. Yeah. I don't know if there's any saving for him. No, I think it's it's gonna get worse before it gets oh, better. Yeah, definitely. It's just interesting how we're following in this particular arc for his character as a whole. We're just mm-hmm. following kind of like the development of an antagonist, I guess. Right. Or a crazy person, which is refreshing I mean, as well. Right. I think something I mean something was always in him. Right. It just needed yeah. to be awakened. Mm-hmm. But, That's a good um, point. But I, this is what awoke <laughs> awakened it, um, and I think I think he's going to you know get even worse. However, I do um, I do appreciate the show bringing this this sort of like tra- trauma um, on all different characters, but mm-hmm. especially Ben um, because he's trying so hard to fill that void um, because his power was taken away from him in that in that yeah. incident. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to get that back. 
But uh, he was always crazy. <laughs> right. Right. He was always in there. Even though, like, you can tell he's trying to seek help. Like, yeah. even just going to the strawberry field, he's trying. But part of me, it's like I'm scared for him. Yeah. But I also love it. Well, and, I yeah. love that he's like, you know, just letting. <laughs> it, it's scary to see, but I kind of like this development because he's also speaking for a lot of the the underdogs, the people mm. who have felt victimized or bullied or vulnerable. And so I kind of just want to see this unleash and see what he does with it. Um, without hurting everyone, I was happy that he didn't hurt the cow. Right, that was that was well, great. Let's let's <laughs> talk about that scene. Let's talk about him him going to this farm and the fact that there's this whole like new market that's emerged in the world of the purge where people want to get out their aggression, you know, mm-hmm. and but they don't want to kill people. So there's become this whole secondary market of just killing animals just for recreation. Well, so it's just like, for the fun of it. Yeah, it, I really, we talked about it two weeks ago. We were like, right. well, because we talked, I, I said I didn't want animals because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm vegan. But uh, mm. uh, yeah, just seeing them bring that and then like he not necessarily hurting the cow. Um, but I thought it was interesting because I mean I think it's something that would totally happen. Of course, um, if, if people are, it's being, already kind of happening. But yeah, if people are being this desensitized to violence against other people, then of course it follows that if the same thing is going to happen with violence right. against animals. Yeah. People yeah. are sick. Right. That makes me so upset. Every time we say something on the after show, it happens. I know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I was I was really surprised that, that yeah, even the farmer was creeping me out too. Yeah. So that's why I want to know. That's, that's why I brought up in the, like I would be so afraid of everyone in this world just right. not even kids. the purge because but, people are so passively aggressive. Right. And right. Things go on behind. I know. I got it. I got a question. Yeah. I want to know, did he give him a 20 or not? Man, I'll get to that. That, because that was on my mind the whole episode. But <laughs> going back to this, it. back to this farmer, for some, <laughs> for some reason, I got the feeling that like, He's mostly good. It's it seemed to me like this is just something that he has to do. Like there was a, there was a weird hole and he just happened to be able to fill it, you know? Like he doesn't seem happy about it. I mean, he's making some money, I'm sure. Right, right. Some good money. Cash only. Right. But he said he wasn't getting as much business. He says he gets more business on the weekend. So he's probably like, listen, I got to get this extra <laughs> Wait, I think, I think you guys are talking about two different farmers. Wait, you're talking Which about one? the strawberry guy. Yeah. Yeah. Talking, I'm talking, talking about, about, you're talking the, about the cow. At the, at the, 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 the animal like, slaughter place. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, weekends? But yeah, it's... It seemed like he wasn't happy about it, but there was one thing that he said, I don't know if y'all caught it, at one point, and I don't know if this was meant to be symbolic, but it it rang to me on a few different levels. He says that blood will find a way Mm -hmm. in. He says, make sure you seal up the neck and the sleeves because blood will find a way in. To me, I feel like Blood has already found a way into Ben's head, you know. Right. Like this is getting on to his him. Hands. Exactly, exactly. He's <laughs> it's it's like you said, Dan. It's it was already in him, yeah. but I think that Purge Night really awakened something in him. Um, also, real real quick, one thing connecting season one, season two, that radio show that he's listening yeah, to right. in the car. I love the return of that. Yeah. That gave me PTSD. Right. <laughs> like, oh God, no, Talking no. about the healing power of yeah. the purge. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, you know, he, he doesn't go through with it, doesn't kill the cow. Uh, the, even the farmer says, you know, not everyone has the stomach for it. So he decides to go and find some strawberries, you know. Uh, nature's <laughs> blue pill, as Kellen tells him in, at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> And this is where that transaction happens. We're going to have to go back. We didn't rewind the tape. I think that they left it intentionally vague. Right, me too. But there's this whole back and forth where, okay, did he give the farmer a 20? Right. Did he give him a 10? Like, right. what, Do you guys think it, it actually happened or it was all in his head? I think it's all in his head. Yeah? Honestly. Um, 
Just because I I just think it'd be more interesting that way. Sure, <laughs> yeah, sure. sure. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. What, do you, what, you, you, what did y'all it. think? You just Jamie's just like I don't trust that far. Well, <laughs> that's so fair. Well, he's dead now. So. I mean, <laughs> once Danny brought it up, I was like, wait a minute. But when it was all happening, I was like, this farmer, he's trying to pull one over. <laughs> he's already been bullied. He's been through a lot right now. He's triggered. He's going through a lot of PTSD. And I was like, he was kind of asking for it. Cause like, give me my money. He's used to like scamming people over. I don't have time. Right. I didn't think he was gonna do all that. Right. Maybe Craziness. like an elbow, a shove here, there. Give me my money. <laughs> but also, here's the other thing: when he did hand him the twenty, mm-hmm. it was not crinkled like that ten dollar bill that the uh, oh, old farmer had. Oh, interesting. Okay. That's one thing I did notice. Because right. right. when he pulled it out, it was just kind of like that looks Damn. a little different. Sure. Yeah. Like a sleuth over here. But it could She's be like Esme over it, here. It could, <laughs> it could be just that the farmer stuffed it into his pocket. Right. Maybe it got crumpled, crumpled that way. Mm. Who knows? Who? Why are you wearing skinny jeans? Would you, would you, right. Uh, <laughs> no, I hope we just don't know. We don't find that. That's out. I mean, like keeping it vague. Right. right. Yeah. Really, yeah. It's, I mean, it creates a discussion right now as we're doing it. Right. And I think that was like phenomenal that the writers chose that and the, and the director chose not exactly. to exactly and they were and I think that that you know something should be said for the way that they both acted that scene because they both acted like they were in the right mm-hmm. I yeah. feel like anywhere else one of them would have been like excessively exactly, shady yeah. and we would have known but both of them were were so convinced that they were right both of them yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, fantastic and then my god what a brutal death scene for this farmer I was not USA Network I wasn't expecting this from y'all I was we might need you know what let's let's grab this right here we might need purge away we might need some purge away for this that that farmer is gonna have some some hard to remove stains shout out to the USA Network for shooting over some purge away that was yeah Uh, but oh my god the the stabbing was like all right. we've seen stabbing before it was the Rock to the head. My God. I mean, see? That was a lot of... He's he's gone. He's gone. Exactly. Uh, like that, but like multiple times. He's a goner. I, I feel bad for the girlfriend. I mean, yeah. Well, and let's let's talk about that. You know, once he gets gets home, he takes a shower, washes all that blood off, um, and he has this scene with her. And this was another thing that kind of like the two people in the scene were on two different wavelengths because he right. comes in and he says, I purged. Mm-hmm. The way that I read it, I don't know if y'all read it this way, the way that I read it, he's admitting to killing the farmer. Yes. Mm-hmm. She thinks he's talking about the kill that he that he did on Purge Night. Right. Right. And he says, I stabbed him over and over again. Yep. And she says, did you have to? And he said, yes. Yep. And of course, in his head, of course he had of course. to. You know? Yeah. Justifying. Uh Man. No, yeah. I think your I think your analogy is right. She's right? thinking of the first time. He's thinking of every single time. He's like, I had to kill him. <laughs> yeah, he's thinking of the stra- that poor strawberry farm. Right. Yeah, and of course yeah. that doesn't disturb her because it, it, that kills that she thinks happened on purge night. Right. She doesn't think that it's happening like yeah. Not on purge and night. it's like yeah, she she thinks that he did it out of self defense. She says what happens on purge night stays on purge he's night. Which like, is a like, lie. Mm-hmm. He's like yeah, purge night. So right. That, that confirms <laughs> yes. to us that. He wasn't talking about her. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he's a liar. And I feel yeah. like she's going to feel even worse when she finds out that oh, yeah. the, the the farm that she recommended, she went and killed the man. Right, you know? right. <laughs> oh, man, that's think... right. If it wasn't for her, he wouldn't have been going for strawberries. Wait, like, we're going to find and, out about it, I'm and, sure. And she, I'm sure she goes to that farm like every other week. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> like, hey. I always, oh. I always just don't agree with what happens on Vegas, stays in Vegas. I think that's such a horrible <laughs> line. That's a, what, what. What's her name? What's her name again? It was uh, Kellen? Kellen. Kellen. Yeah. 
uh, I think that that line is kind of like whoever says it is just self denial. Like it's all denial. Of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Justify, I think it, yeah. it breaks. Yeah, exactly. And then I think it also is what you said, Ty, about how things bleed. Like literally from Purge, like every single year, things bleed out through the rest of the year right. from Purge Night. Mm-hmm. And even mm-hmm. even the the philosophy of the show, I feel like, is is kind of bleeding over in, into the way we we watch the show. Is because okay, if he kills someone on Purge Night, that's one thing. He's regressing into killing people outside of Purge Night, mm-hmm. so he's not purging; he's just murdering. Right? You know, even exactly. even to an outsider perspective, like there's this line where, like, okay, on Purge Night, March twenty first, it's fine. March twenty second, you're a murderer. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> he's full blown, and even when uh, when he fin- had finished showering, he held the knife in his hand. Remember, he was like sitting mm-hmm. down. So I'm like. To me, it's like he's on a roll. He wants to continue to kill. Ben's got some weird shower habits. We saw him get in the shower with all his clothes on last week. It's a weird dude. Well, it's always a bad sign when he's showering because you know he just killed someone. Exactly. Maybe that's going to be a theme we keep revisiting. That's the only time he showers. Kellen's going to notice that he's been showering multiple times a day, and that's just not Uh, right. Yeah. She's going to see the bloodstained clothes. You never cared this much about hygiene before. Right. (laughs) Uh, so let's talk about about Marcus and Michelle and kind of where we're at with them. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's Marcus is trying to find out who put out the hit on him, who put out that that seventy five thousand dollar bounty. Uh, isn't really getting anywhere. Hired an investigator. You know, she's she she brings up this phrase that I thought was fascinating. The phrase domestic purges. Mm-hmm. She throws that out like because it's just a normal thing. It's you know the way that we would talk about domestic abuse. There's now domestic purges mm. in this universe. Like it's just something that it's a reality they have to deal with. Right. But she says that she I think she says most domestic purges, you know, are someone you know. Are someone you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. What did you, what did you guys think about about uh, Marcus kind of investigating his wife? I mean, it made sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, even murders, you know, <laughs> that right. happen every day is by usually by people you know. Mm-hmm. So I mean, nothing really changed in that aspect. But um, <laughs> she planted something in his mind there. She, he was, and then just the location and the photos that didn't match app. up the mm-hmm. app. So I was like, okay, all right. I still don't fully trust her, right? But I don't think she had anything to do with trying to kill him. Sure, right. And I'm, I'm wanting more background, like exactly who she is and like her right. background and all that like money wise because she's his second wife exactly. so not to kind of get into the whole gold no. digger but it's like you know, why are you trying to kill what, him off that's what I thought and mm-hmm. you know is Where's, it something I'll save her predictions but it's just like what is the motive and we didn't trust her from episode one right so it's almost too obvious but I almost want like her to be the main killer like what did he do or what are you trying to do you yeah yeah well, and that's the thing. I knew, I knew that we that we weren't gonna find out that she put out the hit. Did anyone else find out that, or did anyone else think that he was gonna find her like having an affair or something like that? I thought that's where we were going with with that. Well, I'm thinking it's like like an affair where the other man is like, I'm ready for you to leave this guy. I'm gonna take his position at the company, and then you'll be mine. I don't know something like that. Right. I watch too many movies, <laughs> but you know, I was thinking something along those, those, those lines. Yeah. Sure, yeah. sure, sure, sure. I just don't know why she would want to kill him. Right. You know, because he seems like he doesn't have any ties to the NFFA. Because yeah. he's a doctor, right? He's a doctor yeah. or nurse. He's a doctor, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he seems like a really great guy. I feel like, I think she's innocent. <laughs> I, I I do think that she's innocent at she this did point. Seem, I mean, I know you're supposed to care about your spouse, but she did seem very, uh, now that I think of it, she's like, what did, what did the sheriff say? Or what did, what did the law enforcement say? She really wanted say? to know. Right. I'll save it for prediction. But she <laughs> was, to save her, save, the saving grace, silver lining is that she was at counseling. Yes. And so I, I think it's really cool to kind of like, 
I, if so many people are suffering in this show, this universe, right. whether it's a mental disorder, whether it's uh, PTSD, something, yeah. that, uh, some Actually. traumatic event that and happened to you. Yeah, and that's kind of the other side of the ramifications of the purge that we're seeing. You know, right. we're seeing PTSD in Ben, but we're also seeing you know coping and therapy and mm. and 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 group sessions that that Michelle's going to. Uh, at first, I wasn't sure what the what the meeting was about, but then it, the fact that it's specifically for people that have purge-related trauma, mm-hmm. I thought was fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just wasn't. Uh, I, I was. Right. I was just. I wasn't sure like how legit it was because since he was tracking her phone, mm-hmm. does she not already know this too? You know, sometimes you have to be like a couple steps ahead of people. Mm-hmm. Maybe she knows that you he think is she tracking. Knows he's tracking her. Yeah, because the meeting oh. almost just did not seem genuine it was an enough interesting. to me. I, I was questioning the uh, the location of the I meeting. Like exactly. I was like, sure. like but, warehouse some type. But thing. maybe okay. I'm like I'm I'm standing Michelle for some reason. <laughs> I but I maybe mean, the purpose of that is to be secretive so yeah. people don't uh, tr- right. you know people don't take advantage of your your uh, di- not disorder your lack of a better term your your trauma. Sure, sure. You, yeah. yeah. you, you want to be in a safe space and maybe that safe space is a warehouse. You know, so people do not find you and. You know, you want to be able to talk to people who you trust, and maybe I'm sorry, Jane. I, I, oh, you're I, good. You could be counseling yeah. for how to kill them better next time. She's like, like this oh, could help she wanted to reveal she, that would be that would be out. so funny. You she just finds so out. Next okay, time, we here's change, your plan. Change the subject, they, y'all. I mean, they gotta have they gotta have some type of meetings with failed purges, Surveillance right? cameras, failed purges. Let's meet and talk about it. Did you fail your purge? Did you fail your purge? You gotta think in the world of the purge. There's probably like YouTube compilations of like. Best purge fails. Right. It's gotta be. That's what I'm saying. Which the aspect of social media. And I wonder if they're gonna bring that in later on. Just season. people laughing at That'll it. Just people trying amazing. to purge someone and then like it backfiring. Purge live stream. Exactly. Yeah. You know, there's some sort. There's some equivalent of Vine. World star. Exactly. <laughs> a lot of you like and subscribe for, to our purge channel. Oh my god. We purge live. That's the thing. Yeah. I want to explore social media in the world of the purge. Yes. Oh. Yeah. That's gonna be. That'll be. Rough. That's what I'm saying. This show has so. I can't wait. It's so the much shade digital. room. The shade room. Right? Exactly. The blade room. The blade. Oh my god. But like, so I would love for it to see like celebrities where you know, not like well, it could be like in the actual sense of of the celebrity world, but also where the celebrities are acting too. Sure. Right. It could be so many different things. And then, like, like reality. Talk, talk shows that are air that day, like can you purge them on Viral air? Viral videos. Right. Ellen's just gonna be chopping. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I always hated you. Her worst guest. Oh. Just podcast. Everyone's got a podcast about Oprah. the purge. You get a, you get a go. Right. You get to slit throw. You right. get to throw a slit. Everybody. Uh, so so after after Marcus finds out Michelle's going to to purge support groups, he feels bad, goes home, cooks this fancy dinner. You know everything seems fine. Uh, but then he's out for for a jog, you know, just a normal jog. <laughs> and of course that bounty's still out there. So that truck, there's a truck, and it just it comes that close. That close to wrap up the episode. Yeah. What'd you guys think? Man, it was I, I. I saw it coming, but did you? Yeah, and I was like, that that truck is coming way too. Like, it was just, <laughs> it was just too much. I, I I'll save it for predictions, but yeah, go ahead. Mm. Same. I have something for predictions. <laughs> probably the same. 
But um, I didn't. I was probably like a slow. Uh, I, I caught on slow because I was like, oh, it's just gonna be a car driving. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw them swerve, um, yeah, I'll save our predictions. But I'm just gonna say his his stamina, his his breath control to be able to even have the reflexes to move out of the mm-hmm. way. I know. He's, yeah. I don't know if that would have been me. I wonder if he's a veteran, you know, or something. Like he has like oh skills. sure. But uh, there has to be something that we're not seeing. Like he's not all good. I want to say, but also I think it's an interesting. I don't want to just like real quick that I wonder how like the market is for like hits and assassinations are throughout the purchase. Because yeah. I imagine it green, being a great market, you know, right. and them being expensive, you know, to, like, you <laughs> right. know, because, just and Jane used it, so. you know, right. so, it's an interest. I wonder if we're going to delve into that in the future. Right, exactly. Well, speaking of which, we've been talking about it all episode. What's going to happen next week? What's going to happen the rest of the season? So let's get into some predictions. Woo! Your After Buzz TV prediction. Quick one. All right, so let's let's start with Ollie. Let's start oh with Ollie. Uh, can you please not start? With Should him? we not Just start? Like you guys are way more excited, and I need to think real quick. <laughs> uh, get, my... get Jamie over here, ladies <laughs> first. Ready. All right, Jamie, what do you so think? Sorry. All right, what I'm just going to just throw one out there. So as far as the man who is trying to run Marcus over with his car, that could possibly be the same guy who w- went missing, the one who with the scar from the first episode on his hand. So I figured that's where okay. we're um, And so <laughs> I'm thinking that could possibly be him. Now, who is he? He has some sort of relation to Michelle and either her job or just love life. You know? Right. And also, he could also be a neighbor. Because uh-huh. they are new to the neighborhood, right? I thought, so the, the guy with the scar on his hand, that wasn't the, the guy who actually tried to kill him, who died in episode two? Was that not? Well, he didn't. Wait. He did die. Yeah. yeah, he did. Die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he did. Was yeah. that the guy with the scar on his hand? That's yes. the guy with okay. the scar. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. So he's gone. So maybe not him. So we got a new. We got. We got a whole. Never mind. We got to have a whole new thing. I don't know. <laughs> Dang. I. Because mm. uh, he was the one. He was the true. one that that dropped Ivory Road. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't know. There, there's, there's someone else. Right. There's there's someone else. There's got to be some sort of connection. Well, his ex wife. <laughs> could be. It could be the first wife. Yeah. I wonder. Do I don't we know. know? Do it we could know be what first. We don't know much about do it. But it did look wife? like no. a guy was in the truck, though. Just by the his ex husband. But maybe the wife hired. <laughs> the That's newest. what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. That but could right. be. But why aren't we pointing fingers at Darren? Darren's a son. Oh, interesting. I wonder if he's mad at his dad or something. Okay. If some For some kind of t- second right. wife. Like you know, I don't like this lady. <laughs> <laughs> All this stuff. You never know. Don't just know him. Because he knows a lot. I mean, he's smart. Sure. I'm sure. He's a great student. However, he knew about Ivory Road, and so he knows about things right, that exactly. people shouldn't normally know right. on the surface level. And right. he was um, really suspicious with Esme, too, when they met up. Right. So he yes. could have something to do with uh, Dr. Drew, too. Could right. be. Could be. Could be. Dan, Dan, what do you think? What do you got? Um, so Ben is going to continue killing, and he's going to <laughs> kill. What's his name? Tyler? Uh, yeah, what is Tyler. That? Tyler, yeah. Uh, Turner. 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 Sorry. It's T something. Yes. He's going to kill Turner. <laughs> okay. And while doing that, Colleen? Kellen? Kellen. Uh-huh. Is going to see it. <laughs> oh, that's in. a good point. That's a very, very good prediction. Uh, and then the other one is Ryan and Esme. I believe they're going to work together. Okay. To figure out who killed Drew. And in exchange, Esme is going to help Ortiz be released. There you go. There okay, you go. Good. And I think that's like going to that. make her run afoul of her boss. Yes, you know? exactly. He, oh, boy. That is really good. <laughs> yeah, Ollie, what do you think? What do you got? Uh, I played the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. How am I supposed to follow? That was <laughs> a really good prediction. People are going to die. I think that's a safe bet. People are going to die. It's a safe bet. I think that the brain scans that we saw, I feel like, 
uh, Professor Adams drew was on the verge of a breakthrough where the purge causes this like this permanent kind of you know mm. violence and they know that if that gets out mm-hmm. it's going to be hard for the NFFA to kind of keep reinstating the purge you right. know? Um, I don't know if there would be some sort of coup if someone would be able to overthrow the NFFA who knows right um, I think we're seeing that with Ben yeah that's what she was, was researching right 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 um god yeah exactly exactly right. that's exactly right um god oh there's my gosh there, there's so much <laughs> so much lot. happening uh yeah, so much happening. do we got to, uh some news and gossip we don't got a whole lot of time <laughs> yeah so real let's get some news and gossip <laughs> <laughs> so real quick the purge series unveils a creepy mass simulator um ahead of the second season so next uh year july 21st no i'm sorry july 10th 2020 mm-hmm. uh the last film in the series <gasps> Of the purge, it's coming out. Oh wow! We don't know much about it yet, uh, but it's said to be pretty pretty well, especially the uh, the way the series, the TV show, has done. And so they're going to um, incorporate this mask simulator to the series. Okay. And so people can actually oh. virtually kill people. Interesting. Oh, wow. So, so yeah. this is like a little teaser. This Which we saw, yes. saw Ben doing yeah, last week. Last yeah, exactly. Right? right? So, yeah, I, that's going to be interesting. <laughs> I dig that. I dig that. Thank you very much, okay. Danny. And, of course, rounded out the episode, Ollie, what you got for us? This is your emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the annual purge. Well, our new special segment is Purge or Purify. So yes. basically, would you purge or purify in this episode? And mm. if so, why and what would you purge or purify? Mm. So I'll go first. Basically, I would... Um, uh... Well, I would purge in this episode. I would purge all violence against the animals because that poor little cow was so cute <laughs> and de- deserved to be purged, but maybe into a burger. Sure. Right, I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. Don't, don't we purge them anyway? A grass-fed <laughs> But what about you guys? A grass-fed mm. <laughs> any, any thoughts? <laughs> I would... Wait, what involves purifying? Purify, like change and purify. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would join the blue group. No, (laughs) (laughs) we gotta see them this season. I I was gonna say I would purify, purify Ben, but Uh I'm like honestly, he already had it in him. Yeah, I want to waste my purification. See, that's that's I I think we gotta purge him. Yeah, I'd be purging. Honestly, it's like you should you should always purge at least once. Exactly, because that body count that body count is gonna keep rising. I would purify the judge so he can change his mind. (laughs) On the Ortiz thing, you gotta think lenient judges aren't gonna last very long in the world. (laughs) True, they're gonna get purged by other judges. (laughs) Right. Right. Oh my God, so much happening, y'all. But thank you so so much for tuning in. If you're on uh, iTunes, leave us a, a, a comment, review, download, subscribe, rate, all that good stuff. I'm all discombobulated. Uh, if you're on Twitter, uh, hit us up on, on social media. We're going to throw out our handles. If you're on YouTube, leave us a thumbs up, leave us a comment. We love talking about the show. We know you do too. Let's all talk about it together. Uh, Ollie, where can they find you? Hey guys, you can find me, Ollie Drennan, on Twitter and Instagram at Ollie Dreamer. And I'm Jamie. You can find me on Twitter at It's Jamie Gray or on Instagram at Jamie Gray, J-A-I-M-I. And you can find me everywhere at I am Danny Royce. Also, right after this, this is us. Come check us out. There you go. Nice little tonal shift. Y'all can find me on all forms of social media at Ty Matthews PMA, as well as every Tuesday on XPOC 12360, right here on AfterBuzz TV. We'll be right back here, same time, same channel, next week, talking episode four. But until then, stay safe. Purge you later.
Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.